I have no more, no more money in the DraftKings. Oh, did you empty it? In a way. <laughs> <laughs> did you empty it with video poker? I have 31 cents now. I withdrew all the non-bonus money plus the 17 whatever that I right. paid you. So I just lost the bonus money. So I gave you basically $100 in sweet, sweet video poker yeah. money that you frittered away. I figured that was perfect. That's good. That's actually exactly what I would have wanted. So Yeah. Howdy, it's Monday, April 26, 2021, and this is episode 147 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I have the glow of Atlantic City on me because Ooh. I just got back yesterday. That's, that's actually the COVID particles. But... Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and whatever else is floating around in Atlantic yeah. City, but... That's really the best case scenario. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's what's good, but it's also what's bad because I definitely had the, like, post-trip back to regular annoying daily life stuff and just knowing that this trip that i've looked forward to for a long time is over when did you get back so yesterday sucks. yeah yesterday afternoon mm. but it was a fun trip we can talk more about that later in the episode you've got to listen to the whole episode to get to the trip report i actually don't think we're gonna do that to you no 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 well we can <laughs> we can lead with it we we haven't been getting along very well with our marketing department so we get to do what we want now so that's true there's no Boardwalk Empire talk tonight, so, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. We decided it was a last-second thing for us to get together and do this because there's so much news. We're probably going to do one again next week, but, uh, yeah, no time to watch Boardwalk Empire, unfortunately, or depending on who you are, fortunately, maybe. But, yeah, this this is how we just stop watching Boardwalk Empire, by the way. No, one-time thing. <laughs> next episode, back on Boardwalk Empire. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, no, we'll be back on it. we got to power through it at this point. We're, we're committed. We're pot-committed two seasons and three episodes in. We are committed. That's right. I think there is an economics term for that, and you are correct. It is, in fact, pot committed, not sunk <laughs> cost, cost. But, but pot hey, committed. This is a gambling podcast. <laughs> it's pot committed. We are the people who talked about gambler's fallacy fallacy for at least 100 episodes ago. Uh, I definitely was sitting at a video po poker machine. Oh, no, it was, it was slots, right. thinking, like, I'm due for a bonus. I'll just keep playing. And it's like, you're an idiot. You have an entire podcast called Due for a Win. Gambler's fallacy, fallacy, Craig. That's true. The, fall the fallacy of believing in the gambler's fallacy. Guess whether or not I hit a bonus. You, If you would have kept going, you certainly would have. So I, I will say you did. That's true. But no, I didn't. I kept going until I was out of the money I won on video poker. Uh, well, that means that machine was really due. So That's you're, true. You're yes, that, that one Heidi machine at the Hard Rock is mega due. So <laughs> I don't. If, if it hasn't hit a bonus yet, you should get over there now. Should we talk about 1947? There's yeah, not I, I think much. You, should, you should talk about it. Okay, so in 1947, I found an article in The New Yorker. And when I say I found an article, I mean I found a link to an article with a very brief synopsis and an image of the article that you can't blow up enough to see. And then when you click it, it's like, do you want to subscribe? And the answer was no, I do not want to subscribe. So I'm sad to say we can't read it. But the article was called Our Far-Flung Correspondence Boardwalk in Season. And apparently it's about the boardwalk concessions and other eternal fixtures of the place. So the focus was the first spring season after Camp Boardwalk ended. Sounds amazing. I'm sure it was full of all kinds of great language that we would have read for you on the podcast. But alas, we don't have access. So another thing lost to history, like two rubes Easter in Atlantic City. Uh, I know. I'm more upset about that, frankly, than this New Yorker article. But... Oh, definitely. 
So if anybody has, you know, a random just set of old New Yorkers from 1947, it's an April 19th, 1947 article, uh, magazine, New Yorker magazine. The other thing I found not lost to history, thank God, most riveting thing I've ever read, and I'm going to read it to you now. On September 16th, 1946, 1946, that's not 1947, the United States government requested that the Bureau of International Telecommunication Union invite members of the union to a plenipotentiary conference in Atlantic City. The International Telecommunications Conferences took place in Atlantic City, beginning with the International Radio Conference, which convened on 15 May 1947. So now we're into 1947. And, and the International Telecommunication Conference, which was held simultaneously beginning on 1 July 1947. That doesn't seem simultaneous. Those seem a month and a half apart. So what happened at this conference? I know you're just wondering, plenipotentiary conference? What could go on at such a thing? I will tell you. Changes were made to the frequency allocation table, the FAT, including the decision to identify a place on the frequency spectrum for radio navigational service. In addition, the Cairo regulations, the Cairo regulations, would be broadened to include allocations for aeronautical mobile service and high-frequency broadcasting. Okay, I think that's enough. Oh my goodness, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, there's a lot more written in our no, agenda, no. but I was going to question whether or not you thought it was ever worthwhile just to not have a 1947 entry rather than <laughs> So I, I wanted to get to this thing at the end a decision to relocate bands available to amateurs, moving them to the worldwide band of 30 to 10,500 MC per S. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? The answer is megacycles per second. So now I know that about radio communication, which I wish I didn't know. And I wish I didn't know any of this. And so now I have shared it with all of you. You need to join the local whatever ham radio club or... Yeah. I need to join the International Telecommunication Union, which I will link to, so that you can read this whole article. There's more. Oh, there's plenty more. It goes on like this for like five paragraphs. <sighs> yes. Um, now, now, for those who are listening, you understand why our marketing department is mad at us. <laughs> like so many people were just like, uh, 30 seconds, skip, 30 seconds, skip, 30 seconds. And I give up. I give up. <laughs> the, the marketing department put their foot down and they're like, you absolutely cannot read this. <laughs> Nevertheless, though, you, you persisted, Craig. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll save it with some trip report action. Yeah. So so you went to Atlantic City. I did. I was there for two uh, whole days. Well, kind of two whole days. Tell us what you did. I will interject inappropriately throughout. Sounds perfect. Should I go chronological order? Whatever makes the most sense to you. You are the driver of the ship. Yeah. I've driven it right into the ground with this International Telecommunication Union talk. It may be called the captain, but how can we know? So we got there on Friday right around lunchtime, checked in. They let us check in early. I just asked, hey, is there any ocean view? And they were like looking for a long time and then said, yeah, we got ocean view in the North Tower, which I've never stayed in the North Tower. That's the old chairman's tower at the Taj. It was on the 36th floor, which is very high up. And the room was amazing. The view was absolutely incredible. One of my favorite rooms I've ever stayed in in Atlantic City. So I was extremely happy. My wife was extremely happy. So it was very cool because it was so much ocean view, like the most ocean I've ever seen from a room in Atlantic City. And one day we just actually got coffee in a Danish and sat there in chairs staring out at the ocean uh, before checkout on the last day. So that was cool. So good on Hard Rock for an awesome room. Now I'm spoiled forever and will never want to stay in any other room at the Hard Rock, but that's fine. For lunch, we went to White House Subs and grabbed a cheesesteak not an Italian sub. And Ugh. as ever, the cheesesteak was fine. 
it must be said that even though I am a White House lover, I got a breakfast sandwich there, I think, uh, on a trip recently. And that was actually outright bad. It was like way too much bread to other stuff ratio. So you can go a bit wrong. And cheesesteak sounds like it would be pretty mediocre. Again, it, it feels like it would be too much bread compared to the innards of the bread. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a totally fine cheesesteak, but it's not like a Philly style cheesesteak. You need that cheese whiz? Yeah, we need that cheese whiz. We need whiz wit. We just wanted something quick, though, and, and like splitting that and and getting to the outlets, which was our number one priority, as you know, mm-hmm. was what we did. So we went to the outlets, walked around, and for the most part, pretty quickly, we were hit by the fact that it didn't feel like COVID times too much, you know? Uh, everybody was wearing masks, but there was a decent crowd walking around the outlets. The shops were all open. I'm actually surprised everyone was wearing masks, to be honest. Like, even on the boardwalk, it was the exception if you saw somebody not with a mask, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty surprising. Then on the way back, we checked out the view because we wanted to grab a drink. So we went up to the top of Claridge, the view, but it was windy as hell. So none of the tables outside were, nobody was sitting in them and actually drinking. One person was just like sitting there kind of hanging out and we were like, okay, we're not doing that. And then the inside was looking kind of beat. Like the thing I would say about the Claridge is it looks 90 years old, but not like in a classy way. And that was kind of disappointing. Like the lobby looks very classy. And then you sort of look at like, the edges of the wood and they're kind of tattered and stuff. And you're like, "Mm, I don't know about this. And then the bar on the top floor, like just doesn't really look that great. I know Justin S is a huge fan and I would try it again if the weather was nicer, but like for just going with my wife, wasn't feeling it. So where we went instead was the hard rock lobby bar, which is the only place in hard rock that you can sit and get a drink and not have to be dining, which was very weird. So that was one of the big, covid changes or the big things that felt different about covid is like very hard to find some place to just sit and get a drink in a casino because everywhere was reserving their limited capacity for people who were spending money on food makes sense so the hard rock lobby bar uh we managed to get there just before the line hit and so we were let right in and got a seat they told us there was a two drink minimum but then we each had a drink and the waitress was just like no you don't have to get a second drink and so we left paid and left (laughs) the music was fine like it was good to see some live music real quick but the line there just got nuts like honestly like if you're if you for some reason really want to do it go like sunday afternoon when there's a band because then there was no line but yeah every time i walk by at night the line was insane and i just can't imagine it moved at all because you know the tables are all spaced apart there's just not that much capacity and then people are just hanging out, you know, everybody's just sitting there drinking because that's why they wanted to get in there in the first place. And it's the only place you can do it in the hard rock. So that was a little weird. Andrea ordered a gin fizz, which I thought, you know, gin fizz, maybe I'm just a huge cocktail snob. That's a pretty standard drink. It's just a gin sour with club soda on top. Uh, so they brought out what I think was a gin with club and lime juice. And so I tasted it. I was like, that's not a gin fizz, but Andrea liked it. So it was fine. There's more. There's the reason I mentioned that is because we'll come back to it later. The gin fizz is a recurring theme of this trip. Then we went to dinner. We walked over to Ocean and went to dinner at Amada, uh, which I've been to once before. I went with Paul and it was very good when I went with Paul. It was very good again. One thing I really appreciated about Amada is that they didn't remove the tables. They just put little signs on half the tables saying like, this table is not going to be in use because of COVID spacing. And so we ate at other places where they had actually taken out the tables and it feels like you're eating in a converted conference room, like, because just there's this big empty space. Right, because of all the empty space. Yeah. So I actually, it felt really nice to not have that at Amada. And then 
uh, just the view, obviously, like right out over the ocean in uh, at Ocean was great. The food was great. I would say some of the highlights, the scallops, best scallops I've ever had. I am a scallops connoisseur, and I have to say they're the best. I, I don't know. I, I do like scallops. I'm not a connoisseur. Co- cocktail and scallop connoisseur. Um, lamb meatballs, excellent. Empanada, very good. Artichoke and mushroom flatbread, extremely good. I would say skip the little lobster small plate thing just because, not that it's bad, but you just are like, I don't know. You're getting like barely any meat for 30 bucks or whatever it costs. <laughs> like it's, it's not really worth it. But otherwise, uh, Amada was great. Just a good place to sit and eat for an hour and a half and like keep ordering small plates. Pretty much exactly what we're in the mood for, and, and the food was great. So that was cool. Then checked out the outdoor lobby bar at Ocean, which would have been a great place and actually a place in a casino to go sit and grab a drink without a big line, except that it closed at 9, and we got there at 9.05, and they were packing up everything. It's like, ooh, so that sucked. But that seems way early, by the way. 9 is just crazy early. That does sound early. Uh, especially with the fire pits out there, like it kind of like it was nice by the fire pits, even though it was kind of cold outside. So we sat by the fire pit for a few minutes and then headed back to the Hard Rock. But yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I know my complaint about Ocean in previous episodes was like, why does all the dining and close so early? And and then here we are with the outdoor lobby bar closing very early, and the indoor lobby bar is just closed. Like it's just like go outside because the lobby bar is closed. So I don't know. The indoor lobby bar used to be open super late, so I don't know why they can't have something open late. Anyways, then we went back to Hard Rock. Andrew went to bed. I played video poker late into the night, not <laughs> at the video poker bar because you can't sit at the video poker bar. Barside seating still closed. I managed to not get super drunk, which was good. I was pushing it. Just disappointed. disappointed. I didn't go over that line. I did not get toasted coconut donuts. What I got instead was a peanut butter cup cookie from Alexia's, which is like, you know, the pastry place in the lobby at Caesars, Taza, and there's also Taza at at Harris. It's the same thing, except it's like upstairs by the White House. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know where it is. So that was a delicious way to end the night. It was probably like, you know, 600 calories of cookie, but who cares? I'm on vacation. (laughs) It's not not helping you get ripped, Greg. No, no, I need to take extra creatine after that. So (laughs) that was Friday. And then we slept in on Saturday. I feel like I'm just running through everything. You got any questions? Jump in anytime. No, no. <laughs> we slept in on Saturday, which is great because, you know, normally you have kids and they've been waking up at 630 in the morning. Your kids wake up even earlier than that, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, is that early? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I have to say grandma was not a fan of the 630 wake up time. We'll see what that means for future Atlantic City trips. Yeah. <laughs> so we slept in, kind of hung out. Like I went down to Alexia's again. I got a coffee, sat in the room for a while and then went down to get lunch at like 1150. I mean, uh, we wanted breakfast still. So we were like, well, I know Hard Rock still has breakfast. Let's go try. Hard Rock has breakfast all day. There was like a 50-minute wait, though, at that point at Hard Rock. Again, because of capacity. So we, we put our name on, walked over to Breadsticks. We were kind of like, eh, Breadsticks doesn't look amazing. They were doing overflow seating in an actual, I think it was the ballroom, not the conference room. But it still looked really not mm-hmm. a pleasant atmosphere. <laughs> So then we walked back to Hard Rock and ended up actually getting in earlier than they said. The breakfast at Hard Rock, I have to say, I don't know if it was just my expectations were very low, but I thought it was an excellent breakfast. So highly recommend breakfast at the Hard Rock. We got banana pecan pancakes and a omelet with bacon and mushrooms and some sort of Guinness beer cheese sauce that I thought was amazing. And Andrea was like, I'm so glad we got this on the side and not on it because it would have ruined it. So keep that in mind. Ask for the sauce on the side. You know what would be great? If I ever got to eat at Hard Rock and get my <laughs> meal I've been owned for that's true. four years now? Oh, a long time. Three, I think, because that's when Three. it opened. Or did yeah. it open in 2017? 
2018 sounds more right. But I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, walked around, played some slots. Then we randomly decided to get tickets for Motor City Live, which is like the one consistent live show in Atlantic City right now. It plays like two times a day on weekends and every night pretty much otherwise at the Hard Rock in the Sound Waves, which is back through by the Dare nightclub. I thought the show was really good. Like it was really a well done show, but it's a little weird because it's a super high energy show. And again, it's a situation where they've got the tables, it's table seating with cocktail service, which is nice, but the tables are all spaced out. So it's like a really high energy show. That's like encouraging audience participation, but then the audience sounds really quiet because everybody's all spaced out and then you can't stand up or anything. And, and it's the type of show that would really like beg for sort of dancing and movement because it's all Motown music and you couldn't have any of that. So it was a really good show, but there was also sort of this weird juxtaposition of like the energy of the show and the lack of energy of the crowd just because of the way the crowd was set up. But for 30 bucks or whatever the tickets were, I think it was like 29 plus fees. It was worth it. It was a good way to spend an afternoon. And I really appreciated that the show was at four. I mean, there's a night show also, but just like doing a show at four and then having the whole night ahead of you to me is like better than doing a show at eight, which... It's just like sports on the West Coast, man. That's true. It, but it, yeah, because that would have interrupted our dinner. We would have had to like eat early dinner, or super late dinner. Now I know why everybody likes the West Coast sports. There there you go, man. Uh, while at the Motown show, we again ordered a gin fizz and we were like, what's going to come out this time? And they brought out just a straight gin and club, no lime in it or anything. And I thought of you, Kyle, gin and club. Gin and club is not good. It was bad, but I'll say since I like Beefeater and that's their like basic well gin, it was fine. I drank it. I just took it. Don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of it, but I never enjoyed it while I was having it. It was the Craig Stone philosophy of like, maybe I won't get that drunk if I have this because it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That was in my younger and more drinking days. So so it was like very nice earlier in the day. So we were like, we're going to go sit outside and dr- have a frozen drink at Landshark. And then we walk outside and it had gotten cloudy and windy. And so then it was like really cold. But we powered through because we were like, we're not letting this ruin our trip. And so we went and got a frozen drink at Landshark anyway, which mm. maybe was a mistake. And delicious fish tacos. No, that was that was the next day. <laughs> You're getting the timeline all screwed up, Kyle. I didn't even know you got fish tacos. And hopefully not at the Landshark because it was one of the worst meals of my life. But go oh, ahead. Oh, really? We're going to talk about this then. Okay. So <laughs> Andrea got an Italian margarita that actually I thought was like really good. It's very sweet because it's mm-hmm. from the freaking... Landshark slash Margarita. Right, of course. Yeah. I got some sort of banana frozen drink, which I thought was fine. I'm sure also has plenty of added sugar, but yeah. Margaritaville, like that's frozen drink central. They should have like amazingly sweet frozen drinks, but it tasted uh, like a lot of ice and not a lot of flavor, which is shocking because it's like a banana drink with a bunch of chocolate syrup on it. But they did have like a fire pit out on the deck bar, which was cool. They could have had more because we could not get so close to it because a bunch of people were by it already. Um, so that was trip number one to the land shark. And then after like sitting there freezing while we drank, we went in for dinner at the UU at Hard Rock, which is the noodle bar at Hard Rock. And that was bad. How's the noodle bar bad? I mean, it's a small menu for one thing. So I don't know if we just ordered things that weren't that good. Mm-hmm. But there weren't even that many things on the menu that looked good. Half the menu's freaking like soups and noodle soups. And just like the dumplings were good. I didn't think anything else we got was particularly good. The pad thai, mm. not all that good. We got some sort yeah. of duck soup that was bad. Pad thai is a bad choice. The The waiter was like, you should get the lo mein. <laughs> not the pad thai. But the way he said it, yeah. he, was like, he was like, it's easier. 
I think he meant, you know, for the whites. Uh-huh. That it was, you know, not spicy. Because he kept saying, like, the pad thai is spicy. The pad thai was not spicy, by the way. And and I'm saying this is, you know, you know my gastro uh, issues. Indeed. <laughs> so if I'm saying it's not spicy, it's definitely not spicy. Yeah, it's just not great food, I would say. And disappointing. Like, Kwai absolutely puts it to shame. I need to, I need to check this place out. I refuse to believe that it's that bad. I also would never have gotten the pad thai at a noodle bar. But that's yeah. fine. I mean, look at the menu. It's tiny. It's a, there's very little on the menu. And I don't know I, I don't know if it's like that they're on a limited mm-hmm. menu for COVID or whatever, or if the menu's actually normally this small. Um, and then the other thing about it is we were sitting all the way in the back of the restaurant, and they had taken a bunch of tables out. And so it really felt like we were in this conference, like empty conference room. And like the shape of the restaurant, like the sound from all the other tables traveled. So we could hear everyone else's conversations crystal clear in a way that was super weird. So definitely can't recommend that. Although I did use a $25 meal credit. So that was nice. Just a general thing. And Justin S said this in response to, I can't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram, that the dining game at Hard Rock is pretty weak. Yeah, it's not good. It's really not good. White House is good. but Yeah, I mean, Kuro didn't think it was amazing. Council Oak looks very good. Justin said it's it was very mad for him. Fine, but not great. But it, we couldn't get reservations at Council Oak. The line at Council Oak was insanely long right at five basically and then otherwise like the fact that our the, our best meal was the hard rock cafe breakfast at hard rock <laughs> says a lot obviously amato was very good at ocean but like ocean which i sort of like crapped on before this trip and said like oh i don't feel like gambling at ocean their dining is is much more enticing i think <laughs> than than what's available at hard rock but i don't think that's particularly hard to do i also think ocean's dining is pretty bad but Eh, I feel like they've got some like decent grab-and-go food from Distrito. I really like Villain Insane. They have Amada. American Cut's supposed to be good. They have options. Eh, I have not eaten a whole lot at Ocean either. So Then we went back to Alex- Alexia's and got some sort of Oreo mousse, which was amazing. My favorite food at Hard Rock was all from the 24-hour pastry bar. I don't know what that says. I have to say that you know my wife saw your picture of the Oreo mousse or whatever and was especially interested in it so yeah they have a bunch they have like oreo twix caramel peanut butter like they all looked excellent and it was very very good because i was definitely expecting it like this is going to be airport food you know it's the 24 hour a little like kiosk it was very very good i will say uh and then again video poker late into the night with more drinking this time a little more drinking but not toasted coconut donuts no toasted coconut donut. Ah, come uh, on, Craig. no because I, I had already had the i heard the someone mousse. even announced that the walkway was open there was That's no true. reason that was justin s again he said the, the walkway is back open if i had known i might have ended up with a donut but no actually i was very good about it my wife went to bed after we'd played video poker for a while we had won like 10 bucks on video poker after playing for like an hour just a lot of mostly being even and then she went to bed and i was like i could just like take this 10 bucks and go play something else. Buy a like, dozen toasted coconut donuts. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll play a little more. I ordered one more drink and like cut myself off so that I wasn't, I was never super hungover on the trip, which is great. My wife left and I hit like four, four of a kinds in like 20 minutes. And so then all of a sudden I was up like 130 bucks and that was great. So that got me to like up 12 cents on the trip. One thing about Hard Rock, you can't get your 12 cents at the voucher machine. So you have to go to the cage and I obviously wasn't going to do that. Oh, I was going to say, like, obviously you were going to do that to get your 12 cents. Oh, no. No, social distancing. I'm too worried about COVID. I couldn't do it. So I didn't go uh, to the cage. But also at Hard Rock, there's no really old school penny slots where you can actually bet, like, you know, a cent or 10 cents on a game. So I, I just had a 12 cent voucher. And we'll get back to that in the future. Um, so remember <laughs> that 12 cent voucher. 
really right. important. 12 cent voucher is like the key. Um, so at this point I'm up 12 cents, except it's in voucher form, not in real money form. Ridiculous. And I go to bed feeling pretty good. I went to bed at like one on, on Sunday. That's a totally reasonable time. That's like oh, no, on Saturday. earlier than you go to bed normally. Eh, it's about when I go to bed normally. Go to bed or pass out playing video games. Yeah, usually. I'm sure I'm going to do that after the show. Play some uh, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Until you fall asleep? Until I fall asleep, sure. Sunday, we were very sad that we had to check out. So what we did was ran and got coffee and a pastry, a crumb Danish from Alexia's. Again, extremely good. I don't know why this is like the Alexia's podcast. The sandwiches, I'll say. The sandwiches and the little thing, they look terrible. But all the sweet stuff, that was very good. And then we sat there staring at our view until it was time to check out. And then I checked out on my phone. And so that was the sad end of our hard rock trip and our Atlantic City trip. Except actually not yet. I was going to say, if we haven't gotten to the 12 cents. Oh, yeah, that's the very end. So then, so then we went to Landshark again because we wanted lunch. And I was sort of like, oh, you know, we could go here, we could go here, all these lunch options. And Andrew's like, I kind of wanted to check out Landshark again. So I'm going to shift blame here. Except... Guess what I got, Kyle? Fish tacos? Fish tacos. We got fish tacos in a shrimp basket. Uh, the shrimp basket looked kind of sad. Like, it looked like something you'd get at a baseball game, mm-hmm. which is ha- sort of how we've described I was going to say, like, if a shrimp basket should be fine. That seems Im- literally impossible to mess up. Yeah, the sh- actually tasted extremely good. The fish tacos, both my wife and I agreed, pretty good. Oh, my god. Pretty gosh. good. You are terrible. So we, so we weren't sure if we just caught them on a particularly good day. Or if our expectations were so insanely low, like on Did the Did they floor come with, like, they... the terrible, totally round restaurant-style tortilla chips or whatever? No, they were triangular tortilla chips. Uh, you, it sounds like you had a much better Landshark experience in general than me. Mine came with the obvious, like, 30-pound bag of tortilla chips you can buy. They were probably the 30-pound bag of tortilla chips. I mean, they But were at least just, if like, they're regular... triangles, it's, like, a little bit classier than, like, the <laughs> terrible round ones. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, that's what you get at, like, Oreo Park Game New York, like, with, the, like, some yellow cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the Landshark when I went. I think that's the only fish tacos I would have I've ever had in my life I would legitimately call bad. Yeah, I mean, fish tacos are pretty easy. And I would say that these were just baseline, like, very minimalist fish tacos. But, like, they were seasoned pretty well. It was, like, a nice big chunk of meat. Tasted pretty good. They were good. We both agreed they were good for, like, what we wanted on Sunday right before heading out. They were good. Especially, you know, the weather got, we got to sit outside. The weather was decent. Of course, it got like sunny and 10 degrees warmer, like as we were walking out the door, but can't do as always. about that. It had rained like earlier in the morning. We wandered out onto the steel pier after that just to see what was going on in the steel pier. Apparently what's going on in the steel pier is there's a bar at the bottom of the wheel where you can order a drink and sit in an Adirondack chair at the foot of the wheel, if that's a thing that you're into. I sort of didn't understand that. It would be better if you could order a drink and then take it on the wheel. But Yeah, you should be able to. You can drink on the boardwalk. We didn't see a whole lot of drinking on the boardwalk. Surprising. Steel Pier was one of the few things that was open where it was really like facing the boardwalk, where they were clearly encouraging you to like buy a beer and go walk around on the boardwalk. I was expecting more of that with boardwalk. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, it's still off-season, but you would think you would get a little more of that. I have a feeling that this summer, post-COVID, because, you know, COVID's going to be dead, actually, by the summer. It's just uh, science, I think. By the way, I I do have to say, you seemed very skeptical when I said COVID was going to be getting better, and it is indeed getting better. It is. Yeah, it is. New Jersey just today opened up more stuff, although not bar-side seating. Governor. 
I have to say that is perhaps a bit ridiculous, but it's neither here nor there. I left thinking that that was like a big thing that would change the vibe is just being able to go and sit and have a drink. So then we walked back through the hard rock to go to the parking garage. And I was like, wait, we need to see if we can find some place to use this 12 cent voucher. We couldn't find anything that was just a 12 cent slot. So Andrew was like, well, let's just put in 20 bucks anyway and see what happens. Played Leprechaun, lost our 20 bucks. I don't know if we hit a single cent on that bet. And then there was like the wager saver thing. Uh, no, no it 12 cents? No, no, it didn't have the wager saver because I thought like at least it will have the wager saver and it didn't. So then we had like 37 cents. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Or we had 57 cents and we went to a 50 cent machine, lost our bet. And then it had the waiver, wager saver and, and lost that. So on the way out the door, we would have been totally even. And instead we were down $20. Just disappointing. Uh, all because of the 12 cents. All because of the 12 cents. I would have been a completely even trip and instead now losing trip. I don't think there's the same coin shortage as there was, you know, nine months ago, whatever that was happening. It's all just to get my $20. They could, I think, dispense out some nickels and some pennies if they really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so that's the trip. Then we got in the car, drove back, and now I'm sad because the trip's over and it's the day after I'm back and just like, it really did feel like this morning I was just like, the first thought I had when I woke up was just sadness. I think just because I haven't been in so long. Normally when I get back from AC, I'm like disappointed that it's over. Mm -hmm. It sucks that I've been looking forward to this, but you know, it's AC, it's close. This, I felt more like after a Vegas trip where it's like, oh man, I can't believe that's over. Like after all that to now, when will this even happen again? And I think we have an answer. That's an important question. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I texted you today about that, so when is it going to happen again? I think we're good to go May 21st. Really? Good to go? I should send an email out? Is that what you're telling me? Confirmed that weekend works for you. Yeah, that weekend works for me. It works for Paul. Mm-hmm. Should be fine. <laughs> works for two-thirds of the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, done. So the other question is, how many nights? If I get two nights, I would guess it's going to be Thursday and Friday. I know that you and Paul would probably prefer Friday and Saturday, though that's never stopped us in the past. So I talked to Paul about it a little bit, and he did say, like, if he's going to stay a second night, Saturday would be preferable. Although Saturday right now is, like, ridiculously expensive for us. Really? For either of us, yeah. I mean, you're getting into late May at that point. Not late May. Come on. It's before Memorial Day. That's Should true. be fine. Memorial Day is literally, like, the last day in May this year, but... I'm sort of wondering now if if Andrew would actually prefer to have me gone for more weekdays and just take the leave that she needs to take to be able to drop the kids off than to have them all day on a weekend. Yeah, if she has uh if she has weekday leave then Yeah. I expect for me one night is going to be especially cuz it's, you know, three and a half weeks after getting back from It's fine. You'll be fully time. vaccinated. What better way to celebrate? I will be fully vaccinated. Uh, and it is a good way, good way to celebrate. I have to say, like, my complaints about the Hard Rock dining aside, just walking around Hard Rock, I was like, I love Hard Rock. Like, I love the property. I love all the stuff everywhere. My son is completely obsessed with guitars. And I was just walking around thinking, like, his little brain would be completely blown by everything that is here. You've never taken your kids to AC, right? No, of course not. That's mind-boggling. I don't know. Why wouldn't you? You, you should do it. I got to take them to the showboat. We'll talk about that. Maybe this episode, maybe later. Um, I don't I don't want to take my kids to the showboat. Come on. No, no one should go to the showboat. So, and yeah, I did really like Hard Rock. And I don't know if it's the lack of smoking. It was very nice not to have all my clothes smell like smoke. I'll say that. It wasn't hard to find machines. I'll say that. Like also with the social distancing, that wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. The, mid- the limits on table games were crazy high. I never saw a table, a blackjack table less than 25 bucks. And I'm guessing it's just because there are fewer seats. I think there, there's like four seats with a little plexiglass, maybe five. 
It must mm-hmm. be four. And so I guess the way they're making up for that is $25 tables. Because even like Friday early in the day, it was 25 bucks. So, mm-hmm. and Sunday morning also when it was Bard Rock was pretty quiet, it was 25 bucks on everything. So that sucked. But I was pretty set already that I wasn't really in the mood to play table games this trip. Um, you know, because I'm not fully vaccinated and that's, you know, just the responsible thing to do. I don't know. We got to like future trip and now we're back on my yeah. trip. I don't know. Oh, but no, I it's... think I was sort of saying like, I really would love to stay at Hard Rock again, but you know, I'm sure I've totally screwed my comps over and, and can't get comps. And I know for a fact that I can't get comps on May 21st. If you and Paul want to stay May 21st, I'll, I'll check around for you. I'll see if I can do anything. Oh, you mean on Saturday, the 22nd? If you would like any room that can be gotten. Resorts. I could probably do that for you. I could almost certainly do cet so paul would definitely be like okay well we're done with laney city now that i've stayed at resorts <laughs> uh, come on the coral suites are very nice that's true i did walk through the resorts and think like resorts is great i don't need to gamble here i'm gonna leave but this place is amazing that's how you show your appreciation yeah that's really the perfect amount of time in ocean too. just like walk around ocean maybe get a meal and think like this property is so nice all right i'm out of here back to the hard rock no that that sounds right for ocean resorts though is actually nice so it feels like a very classy well kept up downtown casino in vegas that was what i was thinking as i was walking through it i think that sounds right uh other super random observation since there's no smoking and like i said that's nice the casino perfume powers through everything and i don't know if it's because of the no smoking or if it's because they're like cleaning everything so much but the casino perfume at Hard Rock really smells perfumey, and I loved it. Big fan of the casino perfume <laughs> at the Hard Rock. Bottle it and sell it. I don't really care about smoking as, nearly as much as most other non-smokers, I don't think. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. I don't like it on my clothes, but I actually like smelling it in the casino, because I'm like, yeah, now I know I'm in a casino. Anyway, I'm very glad to hear that you and Andrea had a good time, and hopefully look forward to going in a month. Should we talk about some of these very quick news items? Yeah, we'll we'll try to blast through uh, these couple things. So, Bobby Flay Steak at the Borgata is closing on June 30th. It's going to tempor- or be replaced by a temporary restaurant owned by Borgata MGM. You have a Clara Lowe piece linked from the Press of Atlantic City. I mean, for as long as I can remember going to Borgata, I think Bobby Flay Steak has been there the whole time. At least that I can remember that, like, Wolfgang Puck has been there the whole time. Those are the two things that really stand out to me. Yeah, it's definitely been there a long time. The Wolfgang Puck also closed, though, right? It, it, clo- it closed a little while ago, yeah. Kind of end of an era. All, all we have, you know, left is, is like, CET and MGM restaurants <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. M- MGM, not Fat Burger Burger Bar. Yeah, I, I never went. It is. It was a little weird to me always that like they had Bobby Flay Steak and then they had the super highly rated Old Homestead. Yeah. Both at Borgata, so I guess they're getting rid of some redundancy there. I wish that they did not do that with Il Fornaio and whatever the Michael Simon place is, Angeline, because Il Fornaio is good, and everything I've seen about Angeline is that it's not great. I don't really have anything else to add about that. No, that's just, like I said, when I think of Borgata, Wolfgang Puck and Bobby Flay Steak were, were what really stood out to me. And I, I, I yeah, I think they're, they're both gone now. So never ate it. It either. is what it is. No, I, I certainly never ate it either. I feel like there's a Wolfgang Puck place in Crystals in Vegas that yes, I there ate is. at 100%. like a, a pizza place, right? Yep. Ate there. It was very good. But, uh, yeah, no, never in, uh, Borgata. Crystals, my least favorite place in Las Vegas. Crystals, yes, the most amazing mall of all time. This is well known. It's terrible. Walking through it, I'm just like, I hate this. Like, I 
just something about it that I just like makes me deeply uncomfortable. It's just like that one like tree restaurant yeah. that just like tops everything off. Like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but it's like there's I don't know if it's the all white or like the giant wide open space, but like just as soon as you walk into it, it's like I there's some feeling that this is giving me that I do not like at all. But the Wolfgang Puck pizza in it, I I did enjoy it when I went. Uh, ACB or Music Fest? Well, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You should go ahead. You're not a big less than Jake fan never heard of them or any of these other things i've i've heard of knuckle puck but only in the context of the mighty ducks that's not in the context of music i'm sure that's what they're aimed after but uh less than jake i remember less than jake like in middle school probably like every white kid had a less than jake t-shirt on with like the album cover of less than jake i don't remember anything about it other than there was like a roof or something it was like a house and they're like sort of ska punky music no don't very not like do not like like big bad voodoo daddy or whatever they're not quite in that realm um but i know some bare naked ladies i would never call less than jake ska bare naked ladies not ska i I don't know man it's all bad (laughs) so anyways they're playing in the saturday afternoon session with the suicide machines and concrete castles the friday night session has knuckle puck as you mentioned the early november who i think i've heard of that sounds familiar but i don't know anything about him and pronoun yeah. And Saturday night session face to face and Forgivers. And Forgivers has a little subhead on their band name that says Purveyors of Gothic Optimism. So I am out not having that. I, I, I like gothic that. Pessimism. Got, no, Gothic. Uh, I really like that. <laughs> no, I've never heard of any of these bands. So there's a, there's a, from Atlantic City, now he's in Florida. There's a one man band, Tough Turf, Nihilist New Wave. That's what I like, not gothic optimism he just came out with a new album you should check it out should we talk about the showboat why i should take my kids to the showboat (laughs) what is going on here i'm just laughing about nihilism nihilist new wave from new jersey tough turf tough turf.bandcamp.com go check it out uh all right anyway no we're not going there um yeah so showboat had a huge huge announcement they did whatever like two days ago maybe yeah, it, was, it was last week. Three days ago. Eh, whatever. But anyway, they have the Lucky Snake Arcade opening on May 15th. It will be New Jersey's largest arcade, 103,000 square feet on the casino floor. Uh, will also include a sports bar, performance stages, a speakeasy, and a regulation boxing ring. And you've linked to a Press of Atlantic City article. And it has been pointed out that the Riviera sign is in the rendering, which I, I saw Amy S. Rosenberg and someone else talking about in our facebook page <laughs> there was supposed to be the riviera beer garden yeah yeah i mean it was i think it was there we walked we walked down there once in the uh, t street we did yeah it was not open no it was nothing was open because it was t street i would like to point out the casino floor one hundred and twenty-eight thousand square feet at the show yeah. so this seems like a totally legit plan and is not going to be shut back down in two weeks and uh it'll be good i walked by it i could see that they had some sort of big like crane game set up i could see into the old poker room and it just made me super sad not that i ever played in the poker room but as we talked about last episode that entryway from the boardwalk was super nice it was good but i hope that this does not just feel thrown together but the renderings are not making me overconfident because they totally just look like the old showboat casino floor with a bunch of games on them the sports bar in the renderings looks amazing, and I don't know if that's actually how it looks. I'm super skeptical, but the sports bar looks great. I don't know what's going on with this boxing ring, why they're just throwing that in there. It's like, we have all this stuff. We have this Riviera sign. We have a boxing ring. We have this esports stuff. Let's throw it all into this arcade plan. 
It's very weird. That's ridiculous. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. But I hope the arcade succeeds because arcades are good. I mean, it seems like it's basically a big Dave and Buster's. No. They're talking about prizes you can win, like a cruise. You can win a cruise with tickets. Is this going to happen? I, they're already putting the games in. It's going to happen. Say what you will about Bart Blatstein. His things always happen. It's just that they happen for like one week and then they're shut down because they're all terrible ideas. This is opening May 15th, Kyle. If it only lasts one week. You can see it. We will be there. It's going to be just as good as the time we went to the actual Riviera and you got to see the big arcade in that and you became immediately depressed. Oh my God. That place made me so sad. The Riviera was terrible. I know people have nostalgia for it. It sucked. Get rid of your nostalgia for it. I'm a very nostalgic person for things that suck. I love the Atlantic Club. The Riviera was awful. Stop talking about it. Anyways. <laughs> Nihilism, man. Nihilism. <laughs> what is it? Nihilist Arby's on Twitter? Great account. The Riviera is dead. Eat Arby's. Say <laughs> what you want about the tenets of national socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get the oh, reference. Oh, come on, I man. Get it's so good. Reference. Unbelievable. Maybe the best movie of all time. You're terrible. What movie is it? Big Lebowski? Oh, I've seen it, but I, it's definitely not the best movie of all time. No, you're... you're it's a totally ex- acceptable movie that is not it's nearly incredible. as good as you and your friends make it out to be. <laughs> I like how they're they're my friends in this context. <laughs> in the Big Lebowski context, they're 100% your friends. The part of the problem was that, you know, having hung out with all you guys in college and not having seen the movie, I had heard literally the entire script of the movie before I ever saw the movie. So you guys pretty much ruined it for me. That's my hot take. Anyways, there's a new bus service from New York City to the Atlantic City casinos, and now we're right in my wheelhouse, out of your wheelhouse. At least it's Nethos. Starting at $19 one way, I'm going to link to a Daryl McEwen article in Atlantic City Weekly, because anytime I can link to a Daryl McEwen article, I'm going to do that. Some of the things you need to know, actually, the guy from this reached yeah, out we, to us. We, we got an email. We were on the press list. They have dynamic pricing, which I think, I don't know if Megabus still does that, but I know that was like our Bolt and all them. That was sort of the deal. Like, if you're the first person to book this bus, it's a dollar. Um, it's not that. It's $19. Megabus is the, with the, the one with the big creepy pink guy on it, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Perfect. Yeah, it looks like a garden gnome or something, but he's a bus driver. It's dynamic pricing, $19 for the first, and then as more people book, it, it increases in price, $19 one way. There are actually reserved seats, unlike the Greyhound. You can cancel or change your reservations up to 30 minutes ahead of departure, which seems too good to be true. And they have pickup locations on the Upper East Side near the Metropolitan Museum of Art and just above Times Square at 51st Street and Broadway. If I was still living in Manhattan, that would be excellent because I could have just walked directly across the park to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Now it's actually eight blocks further than where I'd have to go to get the Greyhound. Did you know I was a sucker in college? I went up to New York. I went to the Met and I was like, felt shamed because there's like suggested entry price. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Like, whatever. It's not worth it. Looking back at it, I'm like, I should have just walked in. Like, that was stupid. I can't believe I didn't go in because I was, you know, a sophomore in college and poor. The Mets endowment is like $80 billion. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, no, no. They don't need sophomore Kyle's 10 bucks. They don't. No. Idiotic. No, just walk in. Just be like, hey. Total fail. I'm cheap. Can I have the little tab to put on my collar? Thank you. Goodbye. They don't shame you, actually, at the Met. At the Natural History Museum, 100% they shame you, which is actually right next to where I used to live. The big question about the bus, the Greyhound on weekdays is $34. Am I willing to walk an extra eight or so blocks to save $15? So it's not just that. For one, yes, you should. But uh, for two, 
you have to go on this, you know, for, for science. Like, when we go in a month, you must take this bus down. I was thinking about all my other options. So part of the problem right now with Greyhound is they're running fewer buses. It's not such a problem on the way down. But on the way back, there's this massive gap on Saturdays. Yeah, on Sundays, it's I, not I think like it's more frequent. It's not like the Halcyon days where we used to go, and it was like literally every half hour. Yeah, oh yeah, it was great. I mean, even like even a couple of years ago, I could be pretty much like the longest break between buses was two hours or something. Um, so the, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this, but it sucks with the current Greyhound breaks leaving from the casinos. Um, if you read this article by Daryl McEwen, he gives you a coupon code, Mr. AC10, get 10% off. I don't know if he's getting some affiliate deal. I hope getting so. a little something something. I hope so. I want my 10% off. I'll save $1.90. Absolutely. Give Daryl a little bit of money, maybe. I could just hand Daryl two bucks and then, you know, cut out the middleman. It's not, it's not quite the same. It's not. So that's that. I, I mean, I do feel like I should take it. It's another option. I regretted never taking the Aces train. You should take it. You should totally take it. So I will say the thing about the extra walk is that it's 0.7 miles from the pass station to Port Authority. That's a totally walkable distance. If not, you know, it's a little bit annoying. It's one mile to where this picks up at 51st Street and Broadway. It's like, oh, a mile. That's like, it's getting there. That feels significantly longer. (laughs) I mean, if you were like the laziest man alive, you could just, I'm sure there's like subway you could take or something. (laughs) Get a city bike. Oh yeah, there's definitely a subway. (laughs) I could actually take the subway from 34th to 50th. But the subway, no, I don't want to do two, that. Two extra dollars, man. I don't want to buy a subway card. No. I'll walk carrying my big bag. <laughs> I would walk. If For I one night trip, I'd take it back up. Yeah, I definitely. I'm a walker. Everywhere I'm a walker. That's why I get to get annoyed at both cars and bikes. And when they're all feuding with each <laughs> other, I'm like, pedestrian, son. Lord over all of you. Zero carbon emissions. Yeah. Get on my level, scrubs. I know. I mean, you might not be zero emissions, but we've talked about your gastrointestinal problems. That's a good point. I mean, I'm not Samuel, but are we saving all this other stuff for later? I think we should. Yeah, I think I think this has gone on long enough. We can come back next week and talk a little bit about Ocean and Caesars doing some investments, some bitter field stuff, some March data. You know, I have promised I was actually going to look at the profit data, which I haven't yet. You know, maybe we'll do that. Who knows? We'll listen. We'll watch an episode of Boardwalk Empire, maybe. Absolutely. You know, as the, the fans will surely demand that we do. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Next week? Yeah. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Having heard my experience, mm-hmm. are you more excited about Atlantic City oh, yeah. in COVID times, or are you feeling like it's exactly what you expected? Yeah, no, I'm equally excited as I was before it, I think. That I didn't do my job. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty excited about it before. That's true. It's not like I was lukewarm on it or anything. Did you meet up with, uh, I saw... Megan Kay. Yeah, a friend of the AC experience facebook group make k reached out to you no by the time i saw that i was already pretty drunk in the video poker machine unfortunately so that sounds perfect yeah. anyway i'm very disappointed friend of the everything ac casinos facebook group Megan k should have should have met up with her and uh eric is that uh, yeah, eric. And, oh they, so i will say they went to the seed a living beer project said it was excellent I, I i saw that too and i was super excited it looks super cool they posted pictures it looks very very cool we must go in a month agreed it's going to be good. On the list right next to, uh, probably right under, I would say, getting the fish tacos at Landshark Bar. Indeed. The number one thing to do every time you're in Atlantic City. Maybe, maybe Landshark Bar has like, turned a corner since I went. I, it, was, it was not good the first time I went. 
it was un- it was like legitimately maybe like one of the worst dining experiences of my life when I went the first time. <laughs> I I wouldn't say it was that bad, but it was definitely it was like, awful. It was like legitimately bad food that took forever to yeah. come out. I don't know. I got some kind of sandwich, and I was like, if if I got rid of this at a snack stand at like a double A baseball game, I would still be like, this is not great. Really. Yeah, that that that's basically exactly <laughs> right. Like my my fish tacos I got. It's like if I would have gotten this at a baseball game, I would have been annoyed at like the poor quality <laughs> of everything. Like yeah, like you said, it was. Even like the bad baseball game, like tortilla chips. It was just like everything bad. Yeah, but it was it was totally fine. Know what you're ordering, I think, and just mm-hmm. go in with the appropriate expectations. And it's like a nice place to sit outside. So mm. I'll say that. All right. Anyway, Land if you want to reach life. out to us or any of our other listeners, except for Megan Kay, who's only in the Everything AC Casinos group, uh, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, find all of our great content on do for a win.com and buy a shirt. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Eskin and send Craig some questions so we can answer them on air to do for a win at gmail.com. You're not going to ask if I have any last words. Sorry, Megan Kay. I know that you have been posting in our group a lot. And we appreciate it. Yeah, man. Alienating we need to win win your your posts. Yes, the loyalty. We hear that they are drivers of huge amount of traffic. I didn't wear my do for win shirt. Speaking of do for win shirts, I oh, didn't wear. Come, come on, everyone loves it there too. They don't even know us, but they love it. I know everybody's like, "Oh, do for win! That's hilarious! What a great shirt!" You're like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you can buy one. <laughs> Which I think is it's why nine dollars. You you've never been in a bigger hurry to get that shirt off because you just do not want comments from strangers, as I understand it. <laughs> interactions with strangers it is, is it is it is a problem i mean there's like a certain amount of interacting with strangers that's you know part of going to a casino but yeah i guess if there's nothing else we will talk to you guys next week literally next week maybe sounds good so until then <laughs> stay safe and we'll talk to you soon I don't think I could have talked any faster if I tried. So I feel bad for anyone who's listening to this on like one and a quarter speed or one and a half speed. One and a quarter? Come on. What kind of snail would listen to something so slowly?